This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk again about the one of the big stories we're covering on the show today, and that's the potential for a Metro Vancouver transit strike this Friday. Unifor, the big union that represents Metro bus drivers, have issued 72-hour strike notice. They could walk off the job this Friday, earlier on the show, I spoke to B.C. Labor Minister Harry Baines. He said no plans for the government to intervene here. He wants uh, collective bargaining to take its course. Are you ready for a bus strike this Friday? Let's check in with the opposition now. Peter Millibar, B.C. Liberal MLA for Kamloops, North Thompson. Thanks a lot for coming into the studio. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Let's talk nice and close nope, here, Peter. Sorry, okay. Man. So let me ask you about um, a bus strike here in Metro Vancouver. Your thoughts? Should the government be stepping in here? Well, the government, I think, should be providing a bit of direction to the traveling public what to expect. Um, you know, it would be great if there were some other options for people to get around. I guess they could always uh, phone for an Uber and a Lyft, but uh, oh, wait a minute. I don't hey. think that's on the cards anytime <laughs> soon. So that, that option's out for commuters. Uh, but there's huge ramifications for an area like Metro uh, if this indeed happens. And I think uh, Minister Trevena, the Premier, others need to come up with, with some statements and some understanding on what... What is going to happen for these people? It's not just about students getting to their classes. Um, it's, you know, we're hearing from people about her worries about handy dart service to get to medical appointments. But what about all the medical staff at those appointments that take yeah. transit to get in and out of work? What will happen to uh, those types of services? You may finally make it to your, your clinic for your appointment or your test and find out the staff weren't able to make it into work. So uh, very serious ramifications here that, that requires some action by the government to, uh, to try to make sure that these sides are still talking, uh, not going out on strike. And uh, it does make one question, if Unifor is not hoping that the government will come in and try to bail out uh, or add more money to TransLink when they previously obviously have not funded operations. Okay, this is a this is a, a government that is pretty much lockstep with the union movement. I mean, they're constitutionally aligned the NDP and the labor movement. Unifor has given a lot of money to the NDP over the years. Do you detect that maybe some of these unions figure like we got a friendly government in power here so we can kind of push the envelope and get what we want at the bargaining table here? Well, I don't think it's just uh, they think they have a friendly government. I think they think they have a government that they can tell what to do. And it's time for the premier and his ministers. Uh, we've, we hear this on file after file where the premier says it's not my responsibility. Um, you know, well, the, the ministers take their lead from the premier. If they're hearing the premier say it's not my responsibility, we start hearing that back from uh, the ministers as well. We've heard uh, Minister Fleming today saying it's not his responsibility to get in the middle of, uh, of the what's going on in the Saanich School District. Yeah, there's a strike there underway right now. The Saanich schools are outside of Victoria are shut down. Exactly. We're yeah. hearing Minister Baines, it's not my responsibility. I'm sure Minister Trevena will say the same thing. Um, but they've had no problem interfering and taking over a $1.4 billion Patello Bridge off the hands of TransLink without TransLink even asking for that. So, of course, Unifor is probably thinking, well, we'll, we'll be able to pressure the government to give us whatever we want. Um, so they, they need to decide whether or not they actually are responsible for anything uh, in their operation of the province of British Columbia um, or not. Okay, you mentioned uh, ride-hailing, which we still don't have. I mean, the government has said that we will get ride-hailing services uh, before Christmas, maybe late November was one estimate I heard this morning, that maybe we'll see some ride-hailing services. I'm starting to wonder if maybe this union realizes that we still don't have these ride-hailing services and they can exert even more pressure by striking now uh, before those services are available. 
Your thoughts? Absolutely. And, and, and I'm not confident, I don't think anyone's confident that we're actually going to see any meaningful uh, ride-hailing options for the traveling public. Um, we're hearing that uh, there's very few uh, existing Class 4 licenses looking to transfer over. Um, those are probably coming at the expense of the cab companies. So if you're just taking a driver and putting a different uh, company logo on the car they're driving, you've added no capacity for the traveling public. Um, the reality is uh, this government has been uh, willfully blind to the realities of what you need to have to have meaningful ride hailing happening, not just in Metro, but in, in all of British Columbia, uh, certainly in Kamloops and in, in Prince George, Fort St. John, people want it as well. And uh, and we need to be taking steps to try to make this happen. Uh, a transit strike uh, just highlights even more why we need these other options, modern options for the traveling public to be able to access uh, if and when they need uh, to get around in certain uh, urban centers. Okay, I was speaking to Liberal MLA Peter Millibar. I would be remiss, though, to remind you that you guys were in power for a long time. You had years to deliver these services to the people of Metro Vancouver and the rest of the province as well, and you guys didn't didn't deliver the goods either. No, and, and I've made no bones about this. You and I have chatted about this once or twice on your show, and, yeah. and uh, the reality was, was there uh, was there hiccups uh, with the, the disruptive technology that was Uber and Lyfts of the world? Absolutely, and we saw changes needed to be made in jurisdictions when it was uh, when you were an early adopter of it. Uh, but I, I think over the last seven years from inception to now, uh, everyone got to a place where we realized what was working, what didn't work, and, and let's get on with it. And, and what we have seen in the last two and a half years though, um, has been a delay, has been an obvious attempt to try to restrict the numbers uh, of people that could actually operate within the system, and uh, that is no benefit to the traveling public, and I think it'll be magnified uh, if and when uh, the strike happens. I certainly hope the strike doesn't happen. I don't think anyone ever wants to see the traveling public and people trying to get around for work and appointments uh, impacted. Uh, but if it does come to pass, um, you know, one major option for people to get around has not been uh, initiated by this government over the last two and a half years. Okay, let me go back to this potential bus driver's strike that could happen this Friday. Uh, the Labour Minister earlier in the show today reminded me that even when a union issues 72-hour strike notice, that does not necessarily mean they will definitely go on strike. It just means they would be in a legal strike position on Friday. And... They might not even go on a full-blown strike. They could have other sort of job action, of withdrawal of services, an overtime ban, or someone said maybe they should not collect fares. There are other things they can do to put pressure on an employer. But what do you think, like at this early stage in a dispute, before they've even gone out, you're not seriously suggesting the labor minister should be stepping in now. I mean, you've got to let them give it a, give it a chance. I mean, they're still talking. I mean, they're negotiating later this week. So, I mean, what, what options does the, this government have right now? Well, I think this uh, government has options in terms of sending a, a clear signal to the traveling public um, what they can expect uh, from their government in terms of, um, uh, of action moving forward. Um, there is only 72 hours and less now if they do go out on the, the Friday. Uh, let's let's not kid ourselves. There's obviously clear channels of communication in the background between the government and unions like Unifor. Um, there are, there's obviously a little more knowledge and understanding on the government side of what's going on. Uh, um, internally, where some of the sticking points are, uh, but more importantly, uh, what is the plan on the government's uh, side of the house to deal with uh, this disruption, um, and how long would they be prepared to let uh, the public okay. uh, sit and wait and trying to figure out how to get around uh, the lower mainland? Okay, Labor Minister Harry Baines did tell me he's encouraging both sides to sit down and, and get a deal. Uh, do you think that there we're seeing more labor unrest? 
under this government. We, I mean, we got a threatened bus strike. As you mentioned, the schools are shut down in suburban Victoria here in Saanich with a support workers strike. We've seen Vancouver hotel workers on strike. What, what are your thoughts there? I mean, do you, do you detect that there's more labor militancy going on under with an NDP government power? Your thoughts? Well, there definitely seems to be. I, I can't remember. I, I grew up in the hotel industry, uh, so I was always uh, aware of when hotel strikes would be happening around the province. Um, and, uh, and there hasn't been any significant uh, uh, impacts like that for quite some time. Um, you know, the, the support workers in Saanich, um, now we have Unifor with um, with BC or, or TransLink down in the Metro Vancouver. Um, it does lend one to start to think that, um, you know, because of, of the union support in the past of uh, Premier Horgan and this government, that uh, the expectation is that the government will be able to try to put pressure uh, to get uh, results and to, and to get a better deal uh, for the unions. Now, whether or not that's actually uh, the case, and it's just a case of, of agreements uh, coming up, is another story. But perception, a lot of times, is reality. And and the fact that you have some of the, the larger uh, uh union support uh, groups to this government uh, kind of taking the first shots across the bow uh, certainly the teachers union is another case but they 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 seem to fight yeah. with any any government in it power. doesn't matter so, which government's okay. in power with so the we'll teachers keep that union. piece out of that equation but yeah. uh, the reality is well, does that give anyone any confidence that it will be easier this time with the teachers moving forward if uh, these other unions seem to be uh, uh, bent on making sure that they press it to to the 11th hour every time let, let me play some tape for you here this is uh Harry Baines, the B.C. Labor Minister, speaking to me earlier on the show, and I asked him about some of the liberal criticism of his handling of this file. Here's what he said. Uh, you know, B.C. Liberals are the last uh, group of people that should be talking about workers and workers' rights and uh, how a labor relations should be built in, 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 in this province. They have a record of ripping up collective agreements of, uh, of union workers. They have a record of actually eliminating injured workers' rights at the WCB and gutting the Employment Standard Branch. Uh, they cut half of the offices and half of the, uh, the, the, the staff at the Employment Standard Branch so left all the vulnerable workers on their own. Okay, it's the NDP Labor Minister in the, in the last hour. How do you respond to him? Well, I respond uh, to in the here and the now. Uh, Minister Baines has a, has a labor issue going on with TransLink, and the traveling public wants to know what Minister Baines is going to do to make sure that they can still get to work, uh, get to their medical appointments, that the, the staff, uh, that staff, all those types of things uh, can get to their work as well, that kids can get around to university. Uh, that's what the traveling public wants to know. That's what the, the vast majority of people in Metro Vancouver want to know of what actions this government is prepared to take to try to make sure that they can still get around in a time how, how long do you think a, a strike should be tolerated by a government? I mean, you guys, you got the last time there was a bus strike in Metro Vancouver was when you guys were in power. I realize it was before your time. It was a long time ago, 2001. But I remember covering it. Gordon Campbell was the premier. That went on for four months. Yeah, that four went months before he stepped in. Yeah, and that would have been right at the very front end, and and uh, one would suggest that uh, even then it was probably a testing of the waters by the unions with a new government coming in, a new ideology in government coming in. Um, it's not it's not an easy thing to solve by any means, uh, but I but I I firmly believe that there is a role uh, for the minister to play in this. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the if the strike does happen, uh, if people are really worried about Minister Baines's. Uh, 
speaking points there about, uh, you know, 16 years of this and 16 years of that. Uh, the reality is they want to know what's going to happen on day 16 yeah. of a strike. They want to know what's going to happen on, on day one of a strike. Um, and and uh, it's time for the government, to, if they ha- don't have plans, they need to be getting some in place to try to minimize as best as possible the impacts to people uh, in their daily lives. Thanks for coming in. Great, thanks so much. I appreciate that. That is Peter Millibar, Liberal MLA, Kamloops, North Thompson. Appreciate his time today.